Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and <clears throat> we're trying to get a hold of John. John, are you on? I'm on. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you loud and clear. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure to have you with us. Larry, are you still on? (laughs) Yeah, I'm here. Hey, John. Hi, Larry. Well, good. We got everybody up and running here. Uh, Before we get started, I just wanted to mention we're having a membership problem uh, with payments and then getting into the site. And we've been working with the uh, people who run the membership they, um, sites. They, they have a lot of uh, membership sites. And they themselves say they are working with the credit card company to try and figure out what's happening, what's going on. Uh, it could be just another type of censorship or shadow banning. We're getting all kinds of problems that way. And uh, they're they're always trying to silence the truth. Also, phone problems, where <clears throat> we pick up the phone, no one is there, or phone never rings here, and they try to uh, call, which is probably just another phone. We've had that trouble for a long, long time. And uh, anyway. Um, Thanks for coming on, John. When is your release coming up? Tell us about that. Um, it'll, the official release date is October 31st. It may release a few days early, but um, that's the official release date. Okay. And the title? I know, I know it's, um, Relic. it's Relic 3. Yeah, Relics 3, Lair of the Ancients. Okay. And they can get on to the – how do they find it online? If you could okay, you can go to www.relicsbook.com, and that's my website, and all my books are available there. Or you can find me on Amazon. Just look for John Vandeventer. Okay. Uh, Larry, how are you doing down there? <laughs> oh, I'm doing fine. I'm I'm sitting back and been watching John chop his firewood. It got cold the other week. Yeah, it's uh, we we went down to a little below twenty the other night, but it's warming back up now. <clears throat> but everybody says it's going to be a cold, nasty winter. However, I did look on AccuWeather up here, and it didn't seem to be that cold or that nasty all the way through to January. But who knows? Uh, where do we want to start, John? Have you got any paranormal or anything like that you want to talk about tonight? Hello? Did we lose John? Huh. They're cutting him off. Okay. (laughs) Sounds like it. Okay. Well, I'll call him back. Wow. See, folks? This is what's going on. Yeah. Oh, it's me. Okay, we got you back. I was asking uh, if you got anything you want to bring up tonight, uh, paranormal or otherwise you want to talk about. <clears throat> Hello? They're cutting him off, Larry. They're yeah. cutting him off. Yeah. You know, they used to do me that way off and on. Yeah. Okay, well, let's try it again. Here we go. When you're calling them, I'll I'll just mention that on my blog today, I did post uh, hey, the Stuart, Mona Lisa. Um, if I get cut off again, I'm on now. I'm on through the through the link, and you can okay me through there. Um, yeah, I couldn't get in through your link earlier. Oh, 
Well, they probably we have this trouble every time you're on, so there must be something you're saying they don't like. <laughs> you have character flaw or something. <laughs> yeah. Larry, you were mentioning something you wanted to bring up? <clears throat> well, I was going to mention on my blog today, there's been a lot of people that had questioned me about, you know, we would mention on this show and, you know, numerous times, the uh, the adventure of Dan Eden, that w- the book he wrote by the title of... Uh, you know, fire made to burn, and uh, how that they had censored that, and I put some links on my blog today, and matter of fact, uh, John's, the face of John's new book is on my blog today, too, so if you go scrolling down and reading my blog, you'll find John and his new book, and also you'll find links to this, uh, they had, they, uh, they actually had to rephrase the title because they banned it. And so the new title with the old information uh, by Dan Eden, who is actually Gary Vay with ViewZone, it's called The Never-Ending, A True Adventure by Dan Eden. And that goes into all the, you know, Evil Fire Made to Burn was the original book's title. So, you know, he's had to go around that. You can find that link. And then also you can find a link and an image of uh, the Mona Lisa, an alien spaceship on the moon, uh, I've got a view zone link there, so if people are interested in that kind of thing, they can go read about it. Yeah. John, you still with us? Hello? What in the world is going on? I'll try him again. Hey, I'm going to walk outside. Maybe something, my phone's not getting good reception or something. But, uh, okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Loud and clear. Okay. Well, I'm going to sit out here with the dogs and the chickens. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Well, maybe you'll find a Bigfoot out there waiting for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay, so what I missed. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. What, do you, what did you want to bring up tonight? Hello? Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I'm game for anything. I've been so busy. I haven't been paying attention to the news. or, um, You know, as you know, I was trying to get that book out, and I had some – I had the uh, we had the Honubby Bigfoot Festival here a couple of weeks ago. I worked at that and um, had a little thing going on with one of the schools here. Uh, had some books I donated to some kids and put them to read the Shadow Chasers book. And um, mm-hmm. now I've just been back and forth with Francesca and Steve at Empire trying to get the book finalized. And they talked, uh, Francesca told me this afternoon that they're about to wrap it up and send me the proof. And I just got to go over it and. And we're going to be able to take off. So I have not been listening to the news. I'm as far behind as you can be. Um, mm-hmm. As far as uh, anything paranormal, some of the people here for that festival look paranormal. But, <laughs> but uh, it's been kind of quiet. Now, Monica did say she was out here one evening a week ago, and she looked over the north along the tree line that borders our property and said she saw something big, tall, standing upright for just a minute. You know, like a dark shadow moved by, but that's that's been about it, Larry. We had a lot of uh, we had some Air Force and I don't know, it was Navy or Marine Corps F eighteen was messing around the other night overhead and lit his burners. That's how I could tell it was an F eighteen by the position of the afterburners. So, um, mm-hmm. been you know, that's been kind of fun to watch. But uh, other than that, it's been quiet on my end, guys. Have you had any uh, bomber activity at all? Well, we hit, yeah, we had B-1s over, yeah, um, earlier in the week we had B-1 bombers flying over out here. Wow. Doing some type of training, so yeah. And I hadn't seen one of those in years, so I was pretty excited about that. Low altitude or high altitude? Uh, Well, probably about 10,000 feet. They weren't, yeah, they weren't doing terrain following or anything like that. Now, when I saw them, they were around 10,000 feet. But, you know, who knows where they went and what they did. So they probably do their low altitude somewhere else. 
Yeah. So they can find some place else more uh, more vacant than this. Pretty vacant out where we're at here. Well, Larry. well what was interesting? Yeah, I was going to say what was really interesting was I heard those things. I went outside. I looked. They were really, really, and I don't know if John heard them real loud, but they were really loud. It was a roar way up in the sky, and I was not able to see them, but I, I could tell from the the sound. And I, I, you know, I couldn't tell it was B1s. I just knew it was big. Whatever it was was a pretty heavy aircraft, with you know, and uh, the roar was off towards uh, where John lives. So anyway, through a text, you know, I, I you know, I found out that uh, it, it was apparently some B1s, which I was kind of that shocked me a little bit. Uh, you know, I didn't get to see them, but boy, I could hear them from. You know, I'm not all that far from where John lives. You know, over the terrain, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it well, odd. yeah, we're about seventeen miles is all. So, yeah, um, well, it, it was kind of neat, Larry, because I heard them, and uh, I came outside and looked up, and I caught one going straight and fast, and he had his wings swept fully back, and then another one was in a pretty tight turn right above my house, so his wings were out forward, so I got a kick out of it. I got to see their wings in two different positions and kind of partial little swing wing planes from my F-111 days. So it was cool to see. You know, it seems like there's a lot more military activity going on all over. And uh, maybe we can get into some of that. Uh, I wanted to get into this a little bit for you guys' opinion on this. Reports of paranormal activity on the rise during coronavirus stay. Uh, or stay-at-home orders. Remember when they confined everybody? Uh, Yeah. They were ordered, now this is my comment, ordered by demonically controlled government entities all the way down to county levels, increases in demonic possession and suicide. I was watching a video today, scary, scary stuff. A video shows uh, a lady in total demonic possession, And she claims, through the demon claims, and you can tell it's not her voice, uh, demon says the jab is designed to kill before repentance can take place. Indicates they, the jabbed, are ours. They belong to us. They are all going to hell. And that medical establishment is almost totally under the control of demonic forces. And I'm paraphrasing what was said. And, of course, Ed would agree with Revelation 18.23 and the Pharmakia uh, sorceries and casting a spell over the entire world of nations. And uh, the, the video shows these people that just before they die, they start looking around at something. They can sense something is near. Some of them even fight it off before they collapse and die. So what do you think they're seeing? Do they get a glimpse, maybe, of demonic forces that have come to take them down to hell? Remember the movie Ghost? Did you guys see the movie Ghost? Yeah, Yeah. I remember the little black shadow things that came and would grab people and drag them to hell. Yep. So what are these people seeing? Now, I know dogs and cats do appear to have vision that sees beyond what our human normal vision can see. I had a dog that could spot stuff, and uh, she'd be laying down on the floor, and all of a sudden she'd get up, hair on the back of her head and body would rise up, and she'd watch something going through the room. And I just used to laugh and say, well, it's just a demon. They don't like what we're doing here. Uh, so what do you think about something like this? Uh, you know, it could be, and, and, but then you got to wonder if it's their normal behavior too. Like out of our two dogs, the big one, Opie, he won't walk down the hallway, but I think it's more to do. He doesn't like the, uh, the the wood floor, you know, he slips on it and stuff sometimes. So yeah, like when I go to put on the bed, I got to lay a towel down for him to walk on. You know, I think he's neurotic, but I always ask him, what's the matter, Opie, is that hallway haunted or something? But, um, 
I've seen animals do that before, like they're looking at something and reacting to something, and it's mm-hmm. not there. But then, again, you know, you know, this whole veil thing, maybe they have, you know, they see through it easier than we do, or, or they're, you know, they depend a lot more on their senses. We depend on uh, what we see and what we can touch, and um, they may have to use their senses more just to survive. So that's just a, just a thought. A theory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm positive that our dog was actually seeing something. And because she'd watch it. And then she'd lay back down after it went through the room. Then she'd go lay back down and uh, go back to sleep. But they do have some sort of a extra sense. Larry, you've, you've had some interesting situations there. How do your dogs react to some of this stuff you've had? Well, my dogs, basically, they just look in a certain direction and watch for a minute. And, you know, my dogs don't seem to be as sensitive to the spirit realm as my cats do. See, we've got dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. And the cats seem to be much more sensitive to uh, not only movement, movement that I can't see, but yet there's sometimes that I discern something when I see the cat watching. Sometimes the cat will watch the... uh, roof i mean the uh look up at the ceiling you know and stare yeah. at it and then follow they move their head like they're following something and uh i have heard uh whether it's true or not and i would expect it probably is that remote viewers you know that you know i know people don't think of that much you know ed dames and these others they did military projects but there are demonic and satanic remote viewers that use that same out of the body experience but it's it's motivated by satan and they're a threat and i think that the cats pick up on them when they try to view you or watch you or you know and this is something else you know i recently you know have been rather ill and uh even darnett picked up a lot of witchcraft that was operating and also augusto perez in prayer said that he kept getting psychic assassin that there was some psychic assassin you know attempts that were being set up Mm -hmm. to come against me so you know and i know to a lot of people that sounds kind of bizarre but for the people you know and i'm sure it does for people that haven't been involved in any of that but when you've been attacked and remember Stuart, i don't know whether your dog was there or not you remember that day that you got attacked and thrown to the ground yes i do yeah yep and uh I've had, uh, I was out in the studio, it was just one story, uh, but I, I remember it quite well. I was working on a video, I can't remember which one it was at this point, I did a lot of documentaries, but uh, all of a sudden, I just felt like somebody was there, and they were watching me, and uh, that sensation built over maybe 30 seconds to a minute. You know, you kind of caught off guard. You're not really, you're not thinking about spiritual matters so much as you are earthly matters as you're putting something together. And uh, finally, I woke up to the fact that there actually was somebody there, and I rebuked it in the name of of, uh, the Lord, and it immediately left. So... This is one of the things that I think people forget. It doesn't matter where you are along your walk as a Christian. You have the authority. Jesus Christ gave us all the authority to take care of these entities. And uh, even people who have seen UFOs, um, I can't remember the name of that lady, the Andreasen Affair, the Andreasen Affair, and she rebuked this UFO that was following her, and it immediately departed. And uh, the reason I bring it up, folks, is this stuff is going to start to get very, very nasty. And you have the authority. The problem is most Christians don't realize they have the authority, and even if they realize it, they don't use it. And I think probably a lot of us are um, kind of derelict along those lines and put up with a lot of stuff that you really don't have to put up with. Uh, But you do have that authority. And uh, with the uh, evil rising up now through Biden and his people, communism is satanic. 
It's run by evil entities. It doesn't matter whether the people involved and believe in that sort of thing realize it or not. It doesn't. That doesn't matter. Communism and socialism along those lines is clearly, totally demonic. And um, people just don't realize how much power, as a Christian, they actually have to fend stuff off, particularly personal attacks or attacks against the family. And everybody that I know of (laughs) that calls here, they're having troubles. And you just have to exercise that authority and that power. And be careful not to open any doors that allow these entities to work. In fact, that's one thing that this demonic lady told the man who was talking with the demon, is that all you have to do is open up a door, and they will come in. And the jab is a door, she said. The jab is a door, and that allows entrance. (laughs) <laughs> and the medical establishment, she said, basically belongs now to Satan, which was something I probably had figured out. Most people have, uh, because it's it's uh, it it seems like it's witchcraft, which she also mentioned, witchcraft, and uh, it's kind of a form of hypnosis. Anyway, uh, have you had any recent incidents uh, lately? Larry? Not recently. I've been in a lot of warfare, and I do warfare. I don't know if people realize there are weapons of warfare that we're given by the Spirit. The Spirit has the access to those weapons and allows us through the Spirit of God to utilize those weapons, and it and the Spirit itself can actually give you how to use it. Now, I know what I'm saying a lot of people just simply never even thought of. And, but I know that there's uh, intercessors and prayer warriors that battle in the spirit realm know what I'm saying. The Spirit of God can give you those weapons to utilize, and, and you can bring warfare. You can literally, by the blood of Jesus, which is a, a great power thing, you can literally seal up the entrances uh, if the, the uh, yes. remote viewers yes. or, or these type of satanic people are trying to view or enter your residence. You can seal it up, you know, and and I urge people in the time we live in that we're living almost in an environment, Stuart, that reminds me of as the days of Noah, if you will. The evil is surrounding us, and and we need to be prepared. And one of the things that I wanted to mention uh, is, is accessed also through the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is the, and a lot of people call it discernment. I call it uh, the biblical discerning of spirits, and you need to use that every day because when you, you know, and I don't, you know, I know you guys go out and you go shopping and and you go here and there, but if you'll suddenly see somebody watching you, you don't know what it is about you that makes them want to follow you with their eyes. You don't know what makes them want to watch you like you're important. But they'll, sometimes they'll even begin to follow you at a distance. Cars will do the same thing, and you won't know why. And that discerning of spirits will let you know whether that's basically an anomaly, if you will, or if that's actually a threat against you. And you need to, we need to begin to operate in those things because, as I said, and, I want, and I'd like you guys' thoughts, as the days of Noah, I believe we've reached that point again. And you remember... Um, you know, how that Noah was chosen and all. But the interesting thing is he was surrounded by evil at that time. Of course, the giants, the the uh, chimeras, you know, the uh, Nephilim, possibly Bigfoot. I mean, there were all kind of creations that had been created by the fallen ones, and we're back to that now. Oh, I think so. What do you think, John? I I don't doubt it at all. We're, we're well, you know, I remember. <laughs> I remember even as a as a young, you know, young teenager, preteen, I would read books, and um, I remember reading as even that young that in the final days there would be a lot of uh, a lot of paranormal, supernatural activity, whatever you want to call it. And it seems like the whole world's centered on that now. Um, I, uh, I mean, I'm uh, kind of 
because of the books I've written, the novels, I've kind of ended up in in the Bigfoot world, you know, and, and I notice there's a lot of people there that they seem to worship Bigfoot, and I know I've said this before, and it's kind of spooky, you know. It's like it's the most important thing in their life. It's all they pay attention to, um, you know, and, and I've been telling people, look, I'm not trying to be a Bigfoot celebrity. I'm just trying to be an author, you know. I'm kind of writing my way away from Bigfoot now with these with this book, and I got, you know, one more Bigfoot book in me I want to do next year, but um, I'm moving on to other things. And um, But I do worry about some people I know because they're so um, just engulfed in it, and it's they eat, sleep, and dream it, you know, and, and live it all day long. And um, the, the amount of time and money they spend on it, and it's like they're worshiping a false god, and sometimes I wonder if these things, like, you know, and it, it, it's probably the same way with UFO folks. I mean, I've always kind of been a UFO um, buff, so, but I never, you know, I never let it consume my life, and, and I see a lot of people consumed with things like Bigfoot, Dogman, even, even UFO people, or, you know, just anything paranormal seems to, that people get into it, and you know what? You can study it. You can become aware of it. You can research it. But so many people are just pulled hook, line, and sinker into the maw. It's like they just go into the mouth of the beast, and that's worrisome for me. Yeah. It uh, is. Sir? Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I was just going to mention real quick, and, and I've shared this story with you, I think, privately some time ago, years ago. But I used to know a family and I won't say where they live, but they were visited off and on, and I was told about it by the Greys. And the Greys would come and visit them, and, uh, you know, they would have experiences with the Greys and, and uh, well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I won't go into all the things that, you know, they would find themselves involved with. However, uh, I tried to minister to these, this family, and mm-hmm. I shared with them about it, just what you've said, sir, that, you know, Call on the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, rebuke that thing. Whether it's a gray, whether what, no matter what it is, rebuke it in Jesus' name. And do you know they absolutely refused? The whole family said, "We enjoy, we enjoy the encounters that the grays bring us. We enjoy the interaction with the grays and these craft that they come in, and we're not going to change that." So, Stuart, there are some people enjoy this kind of stuff and enjoy the paranormal and the alien activities around them, and they would they just simply don't want to be delivered of it. Yeah, I think what's going on, of course, if they would look at it the correct way, it verifies the scriptures, and then they would know what they're dealing with. But when you have a nation that is as apostate as our nation is, uh, half of them don't even believe that Jesus Christ really is the Messiah. Uh, they don't believe that Satan even exists. And on and on and on this goes. The, the Bible, folks, is the most paranormal book that the world has ever been given. And it explains all of this paranormal activity. It's demonic for the most part. And like Larry just said, discern the spirits. Uh, These UFO guys, for example, they come from many, many light years away, they claim, right? And yet they say that Jesus Christ is a fake. He he didn't save anybody. Uh, Why do they come a trillion light years from Earth just to dish Jesus Christ? Well, it's obvious why. It's because he you know, is and their story, the Lord of Lords. Yeah, their story ahead. changes. I'm, I'm sorry. Their story changes every decade too. If if you remember, um, or I say if you remember, I don't know if you've read on this on these things, but you know, in the early days, uh, the very early days of UFO stuff, when they people would see these phantom airships, you know, yes. and this is 15 to 20 years before we actually had airships. And they would say they were from somewhere else on Earth, some unknown um, little island or place like that. And then as we got into the the 40s and the early 50s, 
well, they were from Mars or they, they'd say they were from Venus or somewhere in the solar system. But as we advance and we can see further in, into the solar system and beyond, then they start saying, well, we're from a planet in the um, constellation Pleiades yeah. or something like that. They get further away. And one thing I've always thought was interesting, too, is their technology always seems just a little bit ahead of ours. You know, uh, you can go to the, the airships, the ghost rockets in Norway in the 40s. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just ahead of us, and then we achieve, and now they've got, you know, they're ahead of us again. It's, it's always, it's like an ongoing lie, an ongoing tease, just staying just out of touch and getting people to believe what they want them to believe. And then when we get to that aha moment, okay, now we can, now we can uh, put a satellite around Saturn or Jupiter or Venus or wherever and take, well, there's nothing there. Oh, well, we're not from there. We're from further out. You know, so it's like a, it's a constantly developing lie, it seems to be. Well, of course, Satan is a liar and a murderer from the beginning, and he just taunts right. and baits humanity. And they're dumb enough to follow it, uh, rather than uh, than uh, obey what Jesus Christ said to do. They don't do it. They just won't. And um, like Larry just said, no, they love their demon friends, and and demons can take any shape they want. Um, if you watch the movie Mission to Mars, you may remember at the end they had this tall golden lady. She looked like a lady anyway, uh, who was explaining uh, where humanity came from, and she showed them the earth. And what she was preaching was evolution. And, of course, evolution is a flat-out lie. The Bible completely rejects evolution. And uh, on and on the, the lies go. And they make it look like, you know, science fiction. After all, they were on Mars. They went into the face on Mars. And on and on and on that stuff goes. And nobody seems to want to ask the question, well, who are these entities anyway? And what are they doing here? The Bible will tell you exactly who they are. And it also says they pose as extraterrestrials, but they are not. They are shape-shifting demonic entities that come in from another dimension and god allows it and a lot of this is part of the strong delusion of Thessalonians, and very very clear and very very frightening if you get into Thessalonians, what's really going on and it's meant that's the bad part it says directly it's meant to damn the human race that's what it's meant for. That's why God does it. He sends it in. Strong delusion comes from God. And he does you it. Know, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just, well, talking about delusions, um, <laughs> you know, I get a lot of uh, people sending me photos. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll take a photo of a tree line and they'll say, well, there's a Bigfoot, there's a Dogman, there's some kind of ghost. And it's leaves, you know, it's leaves and shadows. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, it's gotten so bad. Four years ago, the first uh, October we were here for the Hanovi Bigfoot Festival, some people were staying on our property and camping out, and the guy was taking pictures with his infrared ca- camera. Well, he sends me a picture a couple of days after he got home, and it's on my property, and it's a big oak tree. On my, I know where the tree is. And he says, look. There's a Bigfoot leaning out, looking looking at your house from this tree towards your house. And I looked at that, and I said, hmm, because it, it, it was infrared now, and, and I thought something's not right with that. So I said, okay, cool. And the next morning I walked down, and I started looking at that tree. Well, what it was was there, there was some leaves and stuff hanging down. It kind of had that, made, made a hollow area, the shape of a head and shoulders, and then there was a oh. vine coming down that made the shape of an arm, and there was a little, there's a little uh, cedar tree there, you know, that kind of completed the, I mean, you could see the, the blank sh- shape right there just looking at the tree. 
And I took pictures of it, and I sent it to him. I said, well, here's what you're seeing, because that black area that looks like a Bigfoot, that's just void. That's just empty air, and there's nothing there for the IR um, reflector to pick up on. There's no reflection coming back. And I thought, you know, and and he sent this to some big-time famous Bigfoot researcher, thousands of books, and, you know, and the guy told him, well, the guy that lives there doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, I do know what I'm talking about. Heck, I can see the tree right now. <laughs> and and um, <laughs> But I finally had him convinced, and then I find out yesterday that photograph's making the rounds again. And honestly, I you know, if I had a picture of a Bigfoot on my property, I would be the first one to say, yes, it's authentic, if I thought it was authentic. But you can even tell by the shape that's incorrect but people want to believe so bad and so i posted i have a relics page on facebook and i posted the nighttime pictures with his ir and i posted some pictures i took and you can see the shape and everything and i've still got people arguing with me sending me messenger no you don't know what you're talking about that's a big and i'm like no you don't know how ir works (laughs) it's got to have something to reflect I said, it's just, the it's a black shape, just like all the other black shapes up higher in the tree where there's nothing to reflect. But people want to believe so bad. You know, it's like a compulsion. And you know what? If you have evidence, if you see something, believe. You know, I, I understand. But they'll take something like this and just run with it. And it's just, it's not correct. You know, I don't want to be involved in fooling anybody. You know, I saw what I saw my my one time, and um, that was enough for me. And it sure didn't look like this thing looked. I mean, it was solid, and you could see it. And and um, and I'm all for if somebody sees something, I want to hear their story. I want to, you know, and I want to support them. But when you get something that's this shady, you got to watch. You got to watch it because. And I, and I'm not saying this person is is a hoaxer or. I just think he wants to believe so bad that his need to believe and his need to to have this thing is is more important to him than just opening his eyes and looking at it and and seeing for you know hey this is physical that's empty space if there was a sasquatch standing in this picture where he said there would was you would be able to see its face see its hair it would reflect back just like the tree you know, mm-hmm. but people want to believe they're, they're more interested in, in believing this than they are, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus, our God. They just want to they want to just embrace the dark side, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And they probably don't yeah, even you know, realize that's what it is. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I was going to mention what what's really noteworthy, though, and interesting <clears throat> is the fact that, you know, I know some. Excuse me. I know some of John's sightings where he saw some things, and I even saw Bigfoot. I I had an experience behind the house where I used to live on the mountain. And, Stuart, you've seen things, and you you had your UFO. uh, But what all of the stuff we're seeing, we're not seeking it out to see it. We actually just suddenly it's there. It's just an experience that we didn't ask for. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You're dealing in the paranormal, and when I was an aviator for years, uh, you know, most most pilots will not report sightings. And if you're up there in the in the air for as many hours as I was, you're you're bound to see some things. Now the only question you got to ask is it ours, is it theirs, or is it a blue beam projection? Um, if it's a fallen ain't you know, we're supposed to be wise enough to know that the vast majority of all this is demonically controlled. And God allows it because it's, it's like what they're doing now to Putin to drift off for a moment. They're setting Putin up. Oh, he's got a nuke and he's going to explode it. Uh, he tried to explode a nuke, and his military stopped them from doing it. These headlines, what, what are they about? Well, they're setting Putin up. The Bible tells you it is the West. It is Babylon the Great. It is the CIA. It is all these people. 
that are the liars and the deceivers, and they're controlled totally by Satan. And they may probably don't even know it. Some of them obviously know it. And so we're going to set him up, and so he will. Uh, they themselves will plant a nuke. Now I got into that vision I think a little bit ago, on the last show, about um, Dinapro, and this fellow had a vision that a nuke went off, or or at least a hyperbaric bomb of some type went off in Dinapro in the middle of the city. Well, now they've got another city that they're, they're talking about. But what they're doing is just setting this thing up. And the problem with it is most people are going to buy, buy into it. Uh, here's a headline. It, it said, Ukraine has a nuclear bomb primed in, well, how do you pronounce that, Larry? Mykolova? Something? Mykolova? Mykolova. Makalov, I guess, is the name of it. It's in the. It's a city in Ukraine in the Kherson region, and this is what's odd, Stuart. Uh, it's it's uh, Kherson is where remember uh, Michael Sala and and the Torah codes and all of this indicated that there's something in Kherson that Putin wants. Yes, UFO type operation of some sort. Anyway, it says Ukraine has a nuclear bomb primed, which is will de- detonate, and then it will blame it on Russia so that the U.S. has justification for launching their war. I believe that's probably the truth. Um, and then they'll detonate one over here in, in, in America. Uh, the guy had a vision of that going on in the plains. I took it to be probably Kansas. I did a blog on it. Uh, if you f- folks want to go read the blog, it's uh, got a yeah. picture of a nuclear bomb going off. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, I posted your your blog today. Today, you know, on my I'm on my blog uh, that blog post you did on a nuke for nuclear false flag. But listen to this. This is uh, I'll read it real quick. Uh, Hal Turner covert intel restricted. It's for subscribers only. Urgent. October the nineteenth says why has the UK's Ben Wallace flown to the U.S. for emergency talks. Intelligence is reporting the U.S. wants to know the U.K.'s position when the U.S. sinks the Russia's Black Sea Fleet, strikes Russian positions in Crimea and Donbass in a response to a tactical nuclear strike in Ukraine by Russia. And uh, Hal says, uh, why would Russia use a tactical nuke when they can clearly win? They wouldn't. But Russia would be blamed for using one anyway. And Hal is also one of those out there claiming, thank false flag nuclear attack, warning people. Yeah. You know, another good question along those lines, Larry. Even if Russia did pop a tactical nuke, why would America's response be strategic nukes? You know, you, you, you yes, you want a one-for-one, one, but you also want to try to de-escalate that. You don't want to pull into a major um, nuclear exchange. So that right there tells you if there's a tactical nuke goes off in Ukraine and we respond by taking out a whole fleet and, you know, cities and things like that, somebody over here is itching for a fight. You know, they're just itching for that nuclear war. Yeah, they got to have their war because they've, that's one of the uh, things that Albert Pike talked about, the third three world wars. The first two went down exactly as he described it. The third one is um, just as evil and just as bad, and it is coming. The Bible says it's coming, and uh, people don't even want to believe who America is in Bible prophecy. So you got all these people out there that are biblically illiterate, and that's why I believe if they, uh, you know, they can, hey, these guys in global deep state, they have no ethics, they have no morals, and they have no boundaries. They'll do anything, anything at all, to bring in their long-cherished New World satanic order. And God allows them to do it. Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to mention real quick, remember that Anton Johansson, uh, you know, he was the the, uh, seer from Finnmark uh, back, you know, when he even predicted the sinking of the Titanic and it sank, and he predicted all the the World War I 
going, the battles where they would be fought. But he said the Lord told him that there is not going to be a World War One, World War Two, and World War Three. That that's of man. That all of these wars, Stuart, uh, the Lord, he said, clearly told him, Anton Johansson, that this is all one single long war. It's not one, two, three. It's one, and it probably ties into Psalm 2. Yes, it does. Yeah, you're right. It's just sporadic war. So it looks like there's three world wars, when in reality, Psalm 2 says it's just one big war waged against Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't look like that to the world population because they've rejected all of that. That's not true anymore. We don't have demons, and we don't have that kind of stuff anymore. These are aliens that have come to Earth to help us. Uh, Yeah, well, if you want to believe that, then you're going to end up in hellfire because that's exactly what Thessalonian says. I mean, it's very, very direct. What it says, it was all designed to bring humanity to a total damnation. Why? Because they rejected the plain and simple message of the Lord Jesus Christ. They wouldn't hear it. A lot of people think that, you know, uh, his commands and whatnot are for the Christians. No, they were global. Go into John. He died for the world. He died for the people of the world. It's global. It has nothing to do with Christianity, not really. Uh, The invitation was made, and uh, people can either take it or they can leave it. And they've left it. And so now uh, this great delusion is coming. And that delusion has the arrival buried deep within it. And uh, I believe that's probably why we're seeing so many UFO reports now from coming in from all over the world and videotapes and pictures of weird, strange stuff. A lot of it may be Blue Book um, projections, but some of it is obviously extraterrestrial, but extraterrestrial satanically. But it's not going to appear that way, folks. They're going to appear real. They'll probably be able to prove to most people, who they are. This is a delusion that God says he sends upon humanity and that no one, unless they're protected by the Lord himself, will be able to escape it. It's that powerful. It's that strong. Anyway, what else you got you want to talk about, John? Um, well, let's see. Not much. I'm really enjoying listening to you. Oh, I do want to tell you, there was one um, story that came out of this this Bigfoot festival we had here. Uh, (laughs) Now, I wasn't there, so I don't know. I just heard about it, and I couldn't go talk to anybody because I was doing the MC stuff, so I was pretty tied to my uh, position in the building there. But um, So I come in, it it occurs on Friday and Saturday, so Friday went off without a hitch, you know, got through the day, and um, by the time we're done, you know, the the kind of the little midway thing with all the booths and shopping stuff, that's closed down. But a lot of people come here and bring RVs, and a lot of people come and tent camp. Um, mm-hmm. When I came in Saturday morning, people, few people were running around all excited, and evidently uh, some people that were camped along the uh, little river there, and um, it's called the Little River. We've been so dry, it's a little creek right now. But uh, they were, I guess they were camped right along the edge of the trees near there. And they had what, I don't know if you've heard of this, it's called samurai chatter. Are you familiar with that, either of you? I'm not, no. Larry? No, I don't think I am. Okay, well, supposedly when, when Bigfoot or Sasquatches communicate, it sounds like you're watching one of them old... Uh, Japanese samurai movies, you know, I've heard recordings of the chatter, and it does. Sounds like, you know, it's like real good, like that. Well, they were hearing this, supposedly, and then um, (laughs) something pushed the tin in and grabbed the woman's head and squeezed her head for a second and let go. And uh, these people didn't, 
you know, they didn't stop. They didn't say goodbye. They <laughs> they just threw everything in their truck and left, and everybody was excited about it. And that was about the only creepy thing that happened out here in a while. <laughs> so I just thought I'd mention it. And I don't know. Um, I didn't get to talk to anybody because I was busy. I don't know if they found any footprints or any kind of physical evidence, but um, well, you guys you seem it. to have you have a lot of those kind of sightings down there. We do in Wisconsin too. In fact, there's a lady. I think she's written five different books just on what happens here in Wisconsin. It's loaded with Bigfoot, Dogman, uh, that sort of thing. Weird, weird. Uh, things and uh, she's gone around and interviewed kids that have been chased and stuff like that it's it's really amazing uh, yeah they're is. all over hey, I want to tell there. you real quick while since I'm standing outside tonight on the show I'm I'm looking up and I just this was a pretty awesome sight two satellites one going north and one going south just kind of passed in the night over my head here I've never seen that I, you know I see them going one way or the other quite frequently but I'm, I've never seen two at once um, had a pretty good show a couple of weeks ago the space station went over and uh, it, oh, really? it was re- oh yeah it was reflecting the sun really awesome too it was real bright when it went over here hey well yeah. this is yeah I'm going to share this real quick and get you guys opinion because this is really interesting I sent both of you a video from uh, the final days and now that woman is a spiritual woman and she will not put these out unless the lord deals with her to put them out but she put out on october the 18th the final days video it's a youtube and it says the title was danger close massive planets traveling in pairs and special words and she says the inbound planetary system now, uh, and I know you've seen it, Stuart, but in that, she, if you watch it all the way through, she talks about a, a, some kind of energy flash device that appears to be like the sun that is blocking a lot of the visibility of this. And she actually, in this video, talks about she caught these images in multiple Alaska web, webcam or weather cams. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she also said something else, Stuart, that was interesting. She said she would have been impressed that God will use those planets or the planet and, you know, planet X, Nibiru, whatever you want to call it, and its entourage in his wrath. What do you think? Oh, I agree with that 100%. A lot of what's going to happen is natural, but it isn't. You know what I mean? God uses nature all the time. He uses earthquakes, volcanoes, floods, all kinds of things, natural disasters. And that's how mankind looks at it. But towards the end, in the book of Revelation, mankind begins to realize that God is the one that's doing this. And they shake their hands at him, their fists at him in total defiance. How dare you treat us this way? And, uh, of course, being God, who created everything there is... Who are we to shake our fist at anybody? We're very fortunate that the Lord thought enough about humanity to send in a Savior. We don't deserve a Savior. We don't deserve anything. And uh, we are so arrogant that we just think, well, you know, we're just the cream of the crop. Humanity's it. Well, I hate to tell everybody you're not it. We're a little bit lower on the food chain than people want to admit. Anyway, it's going to get very, very interesting. i got a headline here I wanted to get into because we only got a few minutes left. Iranian cargo planes landing in Moscow. Uh, Russia, of course. Well, European sanctions Iran for delivery of drones. It looks to me like the Iranians and Turkey, by the way, are going over, just as prophecy says, over to the Russian side. Any comments? Well, I would. All right. Not only is uh, the Iranians providing the Russians drones, the Iranians are also flying missiles into Russia to be used in Ukraine or possibly against NATO. Iran is heavily involved now in that conflict. And at the same time, Turkey 
most people don't know this, but Turkey is being offered uh, a part of this BRICS system. That, in other words, the new world currency, uh, Russia, China, India, uh, you know, and those, and even Africa, actually, uh, are mm-hmm. going to this to, and throw away the dollar, so they're involved. And the North Koreans, we know the Chinese are already in Ukraine. They're just not putting it. This is not politically correct. So Biden doesn't talk about China, even if they are in Ukraine fighting the Ukrainians. And at the same time, North Korea is shipping over rockets and missiles by ship. So, Stuart, this is not Russia against NATO. This is actually Russia, uh, North Korea, China, Pakistan, Iran. It's, it's, it's almost like a Russian NATO, if you will, facing our NATO. And when the war starts, we're just not going to everybody be against Russia. It's a bigger deal than that. A lot bigger deal than that. Yep. And it's too bad. Here's another headline. Red alert. America's military being gutted in preparation for the Chinese military invasion of the West Coast. USA has just 300 land missiles in its entire arsenal. Now, that's just a headline. I don't know how you vet something like that, but I would not doubt it because the whole operation in Ukraine was designed to gut our military. And Obama is behind Biden in all of this. And remember the – yeah, go ahead, Larry. Well, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I wanted to also throw in there real quick that Henry Groover, in his visions, and also Red Elk in his visions of invasions, said that uh, we get invaded by the Chinese on that West Coast. So it's not just a wondered-if news article. The prophetic seems to be behind it. Yes, Red Elk, for example, he named a number of places that we were going to be invaded. And I, I believe everything that that he saw, because it's coming hey, through. Stuart? It's kind of like noise. Yeah, go ahead. Um, something on the first headline you brought up. Uh, you know, we we got to watch too. They say that they're reporting that the Iranians are supplying the Russians with drones. Um, <laughs> I kind of, um, I kind of watch the Middle East stuff. It's one of the things I'm interested in. And Iran is famous in the last 10, 15 years for saying we've developed this, and what they put out is a total piece of junk. They put out a a, a stealth fighter about 10 years ago, and they made a big deal and had photographs taken of it, and it was just an empty shell. Um, They have a new fighter out. They call a new fighter Super Fighter, and all it is is an old – it's old F-5s that we sold them back in the 70s before – while the Shah – was still in power, and I don't know if you're familiar with an F-5 um, Tiger, or it was called Freedom Fighter too. but um, mm-hmm. they have a single tail, and what they've done is they've taken tails from two F-5s, they moved the single tail to the left, and then stuck another tail on the right, or vice versa, but it's the same plane. Um, I would be more worried about them going there and picking up um, hardware from Russia and bringing it back to Iran to use on a carrier battle fleet we have in the Gulf or off the Straits mm-hmm. of Hormuz or something like that. I would be more inclined to think that than Iran's uh, supplying them with anything. And the reason I say that, you know, when, when the thing in the Ukraine first kicked off, everybody was laughing at Russia, you know, oh, they, they can't, they're not any good, they can't do anything. And, well, I, I still say, Putin sent his B team into the Ukraine, and I still say he's saving his best stuff, you know, to, yep. in case he has to fight us or fight NATO. And a good example of that is everybody's been laughing at, you know, all these tanks they got and these aircraft they're using. And then what was it, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, Putin fired all them uh, cruise missiles into Ukraine. And everybody, well, where'd that come from? Yeah, he's, he's got more than you think he has just yeah, because he doesn't yeah. show all his cards. You know, yep. and he people, sure you, you cannot afford to take your enemy life. We did that in World War II with the Japanese, you know, and, and um, we learned much to our, you know, 
our distress that we took them too lightly and we didn't give them enough respect or we didn't give the threat enough respect and we learned the hard way from that. Yeah, and I guess we got to I'm afraid we're going to do it again. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope to, hope to have you back on. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, John, for coming on. <laughs> and uh, it's going to get interesting from here on out. Buckle down. Anyway, good night, everyone. Take care. Good night. Thank you.